together. Lord Jesus, please speak in ways that we can hear you today. And Lord, be the desire of our heart and help us in all things to seek you and your glory. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I am uh, I'm wearing a mask today, not because I feel sick, but because I've been traveling. So if I am carrying something, I'm just staying away from you. All right. Well, good morning. And uh, how many people here have heard of the author Max Licato? We have a few fans here. Are you aware of the children's books he's written? Anybody? Yeah. There, this is one of my favorite children's books of all time. You are special. And that little guy there, his name is Punchinello. Oh, I remember. Yeah? So he's a Wemmick. He's a wooden person. And, uh, and so th- this is a beautiful story about how uh, Punchinello was not a very popular Wemmick. Everyone thought he wasn't that much to look at. He was kind of short, so I really identify with him. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what people did, the other Wemmicks did all day, is that they would go around, and for the Wemmicks that were really praiseworthy, they were like really good speakers or singers or dancers, or their, their paint was really shiny, they would be given a gold star sticker. And then the ones that weren't so impressive, like Punchinello, they didn't get any gold stars. They got ugly gray dots. And so poor, poor Punchinello was covered with gray dots. And he had so many gray dots, some people would give him another gray dot for having so many gray dots. <laughs> and, and it was kind of, he, he didn't even want to go out of his house because he was afraid of getting yet another gray dot. This all changed one day when he met another character in the book whose name is Lucia. And she didn't have any gray dots, and she didn't have any gold stars. And Punchinello was like, what's different about this girl? So he said, why don't you have any stickers? And she said, that's easy. I spend time with Eli. And he said, who's Eli? She's like, the one who made us. Go up. He's up in the workshop on the hill. Go and spend time with him, and he'll show you how you can get rid of your gray dots. And so, so Punchinello goes and he meets his maker. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> he goes and he meets his maker and he asks him, why does Lucia not have any dots or stars? And this is what Eli says. She has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. Stickers only stick if you let them, if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the more you will care less about their stickers. It's a children's story, but it's true. Um, We spend a lot of time casting judgment on other people. What we use as as a means for judging changes from generation to generation though, right? Things that were an abomination a few, like decades ago, are praised and celebrated now. Um, and things that are, are really held dear and, and honored in one group is mocked by another group. But the question is, what do we boast in? Do we boast 
in our abilities or our intellect, in our bank account? Like, what is it that we find, you know, we want people to recognize us as that's a praiseworthy thing? What do we long for praise for? Or, on the other hand, what do we hope people never find out about us that will be judged for? What do we keep hidden from other people? In uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he, he, was, he was speaking to a church that was made up of Jews and Greeks. And they each wanted something. They wanted God to perform in a certain way in order to be proven to be trustworthy and true. And I'm wondering, what, it, what is it that we want from God? What do, we, what do we expect God to perform for us to believe him? The fact is, the gospel is weird. It is so weird that the church itself over the centuries has often, they've, they've neglected the way of the gospel and they've clung to power and violence instead because that makes more sense in the world. But it's not the way of the gospel. Thank God that the gospel is weird. Um, so I'd like to look, I mean, when we, when we just read the, the Beatitudes, I mean, these are beautiful attitudes that make no sense in the way of the world. <laughs> blessed are the poor. Really? They don't look blessed to me. So today I want to look at Paul's letter to the Corinthians and just see what, what is it that, that, he's, that, uh, that makes the cross worth boasting in, that makes it special, and the one thing that we should use in order to find judging what is good and what is bad. Not judgmental, but judging that which is better and leads to life, as opposed to that which leads to death. Um, is, any, is anyone here familiar with Minecraft? People, okay. <laughs> Education, right. So Isaac is, is now officially into video games, and a few months ago, several months ago, I had to learn how to play Minecraft to make sure that my kid wasn't doing something that I didn't approve of. Or I heard bad things about the online experience of Minecraft with predators and things. So I wanted to see what Minecraft was all about. So I learned how to play it in creative mode. Creative mode is great. You have access to everything. You can fly. It's great. But in Minecraft, you can make these beautiful worlds um, with blocks. And, and you can get really complicated. Now, I thought it was amazing, so Isaac and I started playing in creative mode. But Isaac is smarter than me. And he's learned how to play in survivor mode. Okay, survivor mode isn't nearly as fun because you have to like mine all your stuff to collect it to build stuff. And you can die. And you can't even fly. But he's been teaching me how to play in survivor mode. And what I found is it is way more satisfying because it's a difficult thing. And when you do something, it's like, I accomplished this. People who tell you that following Jesus is the easy way are lying. Because following Jesus, putting death to self to follow Jesus is hard. And it is impossible without God's grace. And we need God's grace to put Jesus in the center of our lives instead of ourselves. So when we talk about the message of the cross, what is it? Paul says it is foolishness to those who are perishing, 
but to us who believe, it is the very power of God. Well, what is it? The message of the cross is self-giving instead of self-seeking. It is generosity, not hoarding. It is sacrifice instead of violence. It is honoring the image of God in others rather than the status the world puts on that person. It is a radical way of saying yes to God, no to me, and serving in this world. That is the way of the cross. So if you want power or privilege or all those things, it's not the way to go. Um, I heard this story years ago about a man who was working for a CEO of a big company. And uh, the, the CEO was, was busy doing something and there was a phone call that came through and this, this man answered the phone and uh, it was the CEO's wife. And so he said, just a moment please. And he put her on hold and, and said, sir, it's your wife on line one. And he goes, tell her I'm not here. As one does. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, and so the man takes the wife off a hold and says, just one moment, please. Tell her yourself. <laughs> the CEO was livid. He took the phone call, answered quickly what she wanted, and hung up and was ready to yell at the guy. But the guy said, wait, if I can lie for you, then I can lie to you, and I will do neither. He laid his job on the line in order to, to follow the, the commandments of God to, to be truthful, right? That's the way of the cross. And it might have meant that he lost his job, but he wouldn't have lost his integrity. The problem with being savvy in the way of the world is that it's constantly changing and it's coming to an end. So as we are in it, we are to be in the world, but not of the world. That means that we are not to be dupes or anything like that, but we are just to walk in, a, in the authority of Jesus, not following the authority of the world. We are called to be a difference and to stand up to these things that, that are wrong. And yes, it's just the way of the world. We don't have to do that. We walk in the way of the cross. When I was a kid, our washing machine broke. <laughs> And uh, we had to call a repairman to come in, and he was a really great guy. And I stood there with him in the wash, the laundry room, and I was talking with him the whole time. And he was dismantling parts of the washing machine that I didn't know could be dismantled. And he was he was doing amazing things, and I was just asking questions. What's that do? What's this do? And he was he was answering me. And so while he was working on it, he goes, "Aha!" Uh -huh. I said, "What's wrong? What what happened?" He goes, "For one thing." you are using way too much detergent in this laundry machine. And I said, no, we're not. <laughs> I said, we're following the directions on the box. He goes, okay. I said, well, wait, wait. I mean, what do you mean we're using too much soap? He said, they are selling you soap, so they want you to use more than you need. It's clogging up the machine. So use half of what you're using. I said, okay. The truth is the truth, whether we recognize it or not. The guy wasn't ready to get in a fight with a 14-year-old kid or whatever it was, but it's, it's the truth, whether we accept it or not. And, and so our lack of trust in God can make his plan seem crazy. 
I heard this wonder, wonderful testimony of a guy this past week uh, on the radio, and he was just saying that, that he really felt that God had abandoned him, and he couldn't even afford toilet paper. And so he was in his car on his last tank of gas, and he was saying, God, I need toilet paper. Can you not provide for me some toilet paper? And he was driving along, and he saw on the side of the road was a bunch of toilet paper. Like, it was like a, a truck had lost its load or something, and so he's laughing, picking up all this toilet paper, and he knew in that moment that things are going to be okay. God works in mysterious ways. Paul writes that Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. This is a stumbling block for Jews. It's foolishness to the Greeks. So this church was comprised of two groups of people, but they had a common problem, is that they wanted God to appease their understanding, or they wanted to be impressed. They wanted to see something wonderful. But Christ crucified is hardly impressive. Like, at least Christ resurrected. That's something to look for. But Christ crucified is the focus. This is the model that we are to follow, to empty ourselves in order to fill up with God. Um, I wanted to, to read something that um, when we are so focused on our own understanding, we can miss out on what God wants for us. And we all know this passage. Could we read it together? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. One of the ways we can tell if we're leaning on our own understanding is the fears or the hopes that we have. And we go back to the children's story and it's like, I want to be recognized for this. I want that golden star. Or I hope no one ever finds out about this. That is a really good test to see who's in the center of my life here. But if our heart's desire is to see that Jesus is exalted and the way of the cross is being lived out by us, we don't care about what people think about us or what they say about us. We care about Jesus being exalted in our lives that people could see and recognize him. Uh, years ago, uh, Shane Claiborne, um, do you guys know who Shane Claiborne is? He, he's an American pastor of a weird church <laughs> called, I think it's called The Simple Way, and, and he, it's community. Um, and years ago, Shane Claiborne wrote a book called The Irresistible Revolution. It's a book that we all need to read. Um, even now, it's, it's so relevant. Um, but back uh, after 9-11, the U.S. Uh, launched an attack on Afghanistan. You remember that? Shane Claiborne was a young man at the time, flew to Afghanistan to walk the streets as they were being bombed to say, I'm really sorry that my country is bombing your country. This is not the way of Jesus. It's pretty dumb, right? Like he had bombs literally exploding in the streets he was walking on to say sorry. And thank God that the gospel is weird. Shane is currently going across the, streets, uh, the, the states right now with a portable forge, and he's inviting people to bring their guns to melt them down, to turn them into gardening utensils. And every time we have shootings, like there was last week, or like three of them last week, 
I mean, America is now considered one of the more dangerous countries on the planet. Do you know that? He's saying, he says, it don't need to be like this, y'all, <laughs> is what he says. It don't need to be like this. Um, we are called to, to work in a different way, to so entrust our lives to God that even if we, they are taken, they are in the best hands possible. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. When you look at the life of Jesus, he is not trying to people please. He is trying to put God, to, to obey God in everything. And that is what makes it so amazing. He's free from what we judge as praiseworthy or something that should be condemned. So the question I have for us is what do we boast in? Is it the things that are valued and prized by this world? Or is it the cross? Is it the self-giving love that is prized by God and is such a confusing and mysterious thing in the way the world operates? Do you spend your time loving the gold star stickers the world has given you? Or do you flee from those gray dots that they, you hope they never have a reason to give you? The way of the cross is to be freed from both this desire and fear in order to be free to live for God and to have Christ live in us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came to show us what it meant to live an authentic and full human life. And Lord, our world is changing so fast all the time it's hard to know which way is up. So Lord, please keep our eyes fixed on you so that we can learn to walk like you, Jesus, and that we can be uh, agents of your kingdom, agents of your healing love in this world that is so often torn and so dark. Please be glorified in us that the world may come to see you and receive your love and reflect it in turn. In Jesus' name do we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.